Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviret, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Latavian Podcast. Whoop. <laughs> How's it going? Whoop, whoop. Whoop. Hello, everyone. It's the Wheel of Time. Yes, welcome to the Wheel of Time. <laughs> wow, you went with like an 80s kind of sitcom opening there. I thought you'd go a little more metal. Actually, what I'm singing is a uh, Wheel of Time song by a German metal band. <laughs> um, oh, okay okay <laughs> uh you know uh, it's one of those things it, it, it's really good i can't remember what the name uh, oh they're called um blind guardian and they've got two <laughs> not one but two wheel of time songs and one of them's like uh nine minutes long and it's like oh it's so good it's like the wheel of time it keeps is, it on is, like a, is it one of tom's originals <laughs> <laughs> light it blinds me uh yeah uh, uh yeah well it's f- funny we talk about wheel of time songs because there's a lot of singing and merriment in this in this chapter sort of <laughs> um yes there is there is a lot of singing and merriment towards the end there's also a lot of um you know playing around with farm girls <laughs> <laughs> you know i wish rich was here because that's his expertise <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, I I cannot confirm or deny that. I know he lives in the stick somewhere. <laughs> uh, love you, Rich. Love you, buddy. <laughs> I, I wish he was here, but then also I don't, because then he can't defend himself. He, he probably would throw a twenty-pound dumbbell at your head. Yeah, probably. <laughs> He'll probably pick me up and throw me out the window. <laughs> He's a strong boy, Rich. Uh, so. Today, we have Chapter 31, Play for Your Supper. Um, do we have anything in the Wheel of Time news? What are your thoughts on, on the new Tam Althor? Uh, well, I think uh, on a previous episode with me and Rich, we'd pretty much guessed that that guy was going to be Tam Althor anyway. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We didn't know at that time, we didn't know if it was Tam or Tom or... Well, yeah, I know, I know Nablus was very much like, I think it's going to be Tom. Because everyone's just like, can we please have the casting for Tom? Don't, don't yeah. have him out of the first book. <laughs> You know, because yeah. I get, I kind of get he can be a bit of a character later on if we need to, but uh, he might not necessarily need to be there. But we all, it's just Tom is such a fan favorite of the books. It's just like we want him in there from the beginning, man. We want Tom. Well, one other theory theory that I've heard is that there will be Tom. There will be maybe a Gleeman who just shows up for one episode, <laughs> but doesn't go with them on their track. I hope it's the actor who has that really big white mustache. <laughs> I can never remember his name. Um, kind of Texan looking. No, yeah, and I'm blanking on the name. Yeah, God, he was in the uh, da- he was in the um, the Dark Materials film that they did with um, uh, Beef. It's what for dinner. <laughs> uh, I can, one of the, yeah, I can never remember his name. He's one of those actors. He shows. He was up also in Roadhouse. Okay, hold on. <laughs> now, now Come on, this is this is good yeah, podcasting. Um, I love this stuff. Yes. <laughs> I know from Roadhouse, I'm literally typing Roadhouse cast. Roadhouse. <laughs> the definitive Patrick Swayze. Yes, movie. only Patrick Swayze. If you want to see Patrick Swayze <laughs> kick everyone in the head. <laughs> and rip people's throats out. Roadhouse. Sam, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, yeah. You know, uh, he's far too old considering um, the uh, some of the stuff that Tom goes through, but <laughs> uh, he, he's definitely too old. There's also but that's what I, some spec- that's the picture I get in my head when I imagine Tom. 
<laughs> I just imagine <laughs> Sam Elliott. I think it's because he, is there's so much emphasis on him always blowing out his moustaches. <laughs> I think Sam Elliott's the only man who's got the moustache to, to, to match Tom's description. Although I would pay good money to see Sam Elliott jump around and dance and, and juggle colored balls and sing. And that would, that would be worth the price of admission alone. <laughs> yeah, we'll make him play for his supper, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> or fight off all the Kevins. <laughs> oh, no, not Kevin. <laughs> Uh, um, so, well, and before we get to, go ahead. I was say, uh, are, are, are we on the wheel of time news segment already? <laughs> well, we don't have any new reviews, which is all fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you feel the need to, to let us know your thoughts, you know, whatever reviews uh, are available on your pod pod catching app, <laughs> pod listening app, pod app. My skin's crawling. Um, <laughs> yes. Feel free to leave your thoughts and we will take them uh, any way you want. You know, positive, negative, <laughs> left, right, sideways, up, down, diagonal. Doesn't matter. We, we take all forms. Yeah, we'll take all forms of criticism and we'll, we'll choose our right to ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> so can yeah. I ask you a question from last week's episode? Of course. As long as it's I not about Iguanist, because I, I, I'm now an oh. anti-Iguanist. Oh, well, this kind of does have to do with the wing. <laughs> no, I'm only I, I was kind of, ex- I was <laughs> expecting the question. Go on. Well, we, this brought up in Discord, uh, but I want to get your thoughts. So when they were running from the White Cloaks, mm-hmm. Egwene randomly, and literally randomly out of left field, asks Perrin uh, if he will dance with her if they're home by next Sunday. Now, now, what are your thoughts? I mean, not mentioning the dancing part, but the if we're home by Sunday. What are your thoughts on that line? Now, if I, hmm, I have to deep pull from my memory here. If I remember correctly, Sunday is like they don't have days of the week in the Wheel of Time as we do. I think Sunday is a specific festival in spring. Ah. I think you guys have got your your heads up. You're on bar miles. <laughs> <laughs> in the politest possible sense now i could be completely wrong Stay classy. And I, could, I, love I could have my head in the wrong ass cheeks you know <laughs> but, um uh but i'm pretty sure sunday is like a springtime festival or maybe it's like a, a harvest day no not harvest day i'm sure it's like um or it's like the end of winter festival thing that they do so i think it is coming up soon but i don't think it's now but yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't have like a Monday to Sunday thing going on at the Wheel of Time. But for some reason, Robert Jordan's made it nice and confusing if everyone named the festival Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a I could be wrong. Otherwise, I think she's just, you know, out, I think it's just like out of fear. You know, let's, let's not forget she's like, what, 15, 16 at this point in the books? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, and they are, let me, let me, let me get right there. Probably about six days into this journey so far. Maybe, maybe a bit more. Like what? It was a day, it was less than, a, it was a night get... Six days? Well, it was like, they rode for one night to get out of, um, they rode for a whole night in order to get yeah, out of the two rivers. two rivers. They spent a night at Berlon, so one day. And then... I mean, they were at least three, four days with the Dinkers. Yeah, so if we say maybe one, so maybe two days on, no, I think it was like three days on the Canyon Road before they went to Shadow Logarth, another day at Shadow Logarth, and then a day escaping and a meeting back up with each other. I think it was three days until they met Eilis. So that's 10 days. And then another 
three days with Eilus getting to the Tinkers, another three days there. So yeah, we're about, we're say, we're about two, three weeks into this. But she's probably thinking, if we find a road, we could probably get back in like four or five days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Three, I mean, three or four days hard ride. <laughs> it's funny, in a book series called The Wheel of Time, the, the actual passage of time it has to be speculated like this. I think that's yeah, well, it kind of feels like it's constant, doesn't it, the world of time? It feels like everything's happening at once. Like, you know, there's never yeah. a moment's rest, but then you just occasionally at the beginning of chapters go, yeah, <laughs> Perry and I have been walking for three days and they heard some pots. <laughs> there's some dogs come out of the bush. Like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll skip three days here. <laughs> but yeah, like the, the time skips to just like very short paragraphs. It's like Robert Jordan doesn't want to describe what's happened in the last three days because Perrin's just been like scratching, scratching his bum all while Eilis and the wolves have been catching rabbits for them. So, yeah, I think, if, correct me if I'm wrong, the entire. I've used the word bumhole far too much in this episode. So. <laughs> Welcome to the bumhole. Uh, <laughs> bumhole. I want TV for my bumhole. <laughs> there we go. Let's get some beavers and butthead in here. Oh, we'll get some beavers and butt. Kick me in the jimmy! Okay, anyway. But, um, oh, I jimmy. think the, <laughs> the, all right, all right back, back on back point. <laughs> okay, I think, in the correct form, the entire series uh, lasts two years, if I'm not mistaken. Did you, did, have you heard that? More is it two or three winters they go through? I can't remember because we start off in so we well, that's another Jordan thing is that the seasons don't kind of jive, they have to fix the seasons. Yeah, you know, it gets too cold and it gets too hot, then they got to get a bowl and make spaghetti in it. Or I don't know, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> let's not talk about the spaghetti bowl yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the spaghetti bowl of time. Um, <laughs> I, I, hey, I just said they, you know, I could have gotten different with the, I could have got a different route with bowl, but I, I kept it clean. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who's read the series, they know what the spaghetti bowl is all about. <laughs> yeah, it's just a spaghetti bowl. It's a big deal, you know. It's, oh, God, it's the biggest thing in the wheel of time, the spaghetti bowl. <laughs> it makes the perfect pasta. A little gabagoo, little, uh, little, little uh, marinara. Guitar angry owl <laughs> from the ages of legend that makes perfect pasta every time. Egg pasta as well, the proper Italian stuff. I think I saw that, that as seen on, it's one of those as seen on TV items. Yeah, right? I've, I've already emailed Rafe about how important I feel like that scene is. <laughs> if he skips it, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> They're pulling up and the water's sifting out of it. You know, steam from the pasta. You know. Yeah, man. Little 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 Parmigiano. You need, you need to take you need to take, you need to take the pasture of time to uh, the end to the final battle. <laughs> <laughs> speaking speaking of pasta, um, where, where are we at? <laughs> uh, we're playing for our supper, so now I'm hungry for pasta. Uh, yes. And anyway, so uh, wheel of time news. Um, wheel of time. Yeah, yeah wheel of time news. I kind of predicted he was going to be um, <laughs> he was going to be Randolph. Yeah. Anyway. Well, there was also. There's also speculation, and I'm, I'm going to back to the video of the readings. There is a gentleman, uh, uh, an African-American gentleman, who's, who they show laughing. And they said, this might be Tom. And um, mm. I, don't, I don't recognize him. I don't know who he is or what he's been in. But it's just from, like, the general, like, he's at, he's at the head table. So he's not, like, up against the wall where, like, yeah, you the get extras the extra. and stuff yeah. are. He's at the head table. He's sitting next to either Egwene or Nadia, but he's sitting right there, front and center. He's got this big grin. He's laughing, and people are thinking maybe he's Tom, and they're saving the Tom casting to the end. Hmm. That's one. That's one other theory. Is kind of being yeah, slow. but you say he's between Egwene and Nynaeve. 
I, I I'm drawing. I'm trying to draw from memory. I, I can't. I don't remember. Uh, if he, is, I think he was. If he is, he could also possibly be, um, uh, like uh, the mayor. Uh, what's his name? Could be, but I, he he appears <laughs> not old. What what he what, could be, but I basically, mean, what was his slightly older than Eggway? Not couldn't maybe not his. Did he look? Maybe not. Did he have a bit of like Mister? Did he have a bit of like midnight foraging going on around his mouth? No, is he starting to grow a moustache? That's all I care about. No, I don't <laughs> think so. He, he he seemed to be older, but not generationally older. Okay, yeah, he needs a he needs a moustache going down to his like ankles before I'm happy. <laughs> now we're like now I'm picturing like a kung fu master out of Kill Bill. Yeah, but that's what Tom does, isn't he? He's always throwing his moustache master, over his shoulders. With the master pang. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing his mustache and flipping his mustache. <laughs> okay, all right. Anyway, yeah, you're 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 horrible. You're you really. It's been a while for you, man. You need all these tangents. I love it. I, I one week off. <laughs> we got magic pasta. We got Master Pang. We got we got Patrick Swayze. We we covered all bases so far. Roadhouse. Uh, yeah, man. I, I had one week off. Come Pain on. don't hurt. <laughs> Get your mustache out of my face. Roadhouse. Uh, God. So Same. after after we to Patrick uh, Swayze cast. Patrick Swayze. Hey, Swayze cast. Swayze cast. I like it. Uh oh. Don't careful now. We might we might trigger some. Uh, more more podcast projects for you. <laughs> hey, I'm flying out, man, and we we are reenacting the ghost thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Demi Moore, by the way. <laughs> I'll, I'll be whooping over. Yeah, Rich could be Patrick. Yes. Rich is probably the best Patrick. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you're the one who has to give up the money. Oh, it's funny because you went ghost, but I was going to think Point Break, but no, Ghost is better. <laughs> oh no, I'm Keanu Reeves. Or 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 or, or um, uh, Dirty Dancing. He'd be Jennifer Grey, and Rich would be Patrick Swayze. Oh, hang on. If we're doing Point Break, then um, I'm going to be Keanu Reeves. You can be Patrick Swayze, and Rich can be Flea from the Chili Peppers. Uh, I think I think Rich needs to be Patrick Swayze in all Patrick Swayze movies. No, no, he's got to be Flea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on, okay. come on, come on, flee for that. All right, he could be flee, but I'm just picturing Rich, like at the dance scene at the end of Dirty Dancing, where where you run into Rich's arms, he just picks you up and holds you. <laughs> no, I'll be the I'll be the first disapproving, but now now approving uh, father of baby. Yeah. no one puts baby in the corner. No one puts Billy in the corner. <laughs> he had a fold out table right. and a dirty. He had a fold out table and a dirty knife. Anyway, <laughs> I obviously know too many Patrick Swayze films. This week on uh, Swayze Cast, actually, I still have the IMDb up. I, I, we can go all day with yeah, this. Yeah, Captain Ron. I've got nothing up on nothing up on my screen. I just know all this. <laughs> uh, what else we got? I'm, def- I'm, 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 I'm definitely doing Captain Ron. Oh, that's no, Kurt Russell. That was Kurt Russell. Uh, yeah, I, I, always like, those, I always get those two confused. <laughs> okay. What we got? Oh, Youngblood. Oh my God. We can. Oh God. That's another. No. Anyway. Young red. Okay, I, I, okay, need, I need to play for my supper. <laughs> Playing for our supper, chapter thirty-one. So we've switched uh, perspectives now. We're back with Random Matt, who, <laughs> as we last left them, <laughs> were heading out of Whitebridge, leaving Tom to dance with the captain. <laughs> so they're they're headed west out of, or headed east out of town uh, <laughs> with Tom's belongings and. 
<laughs> not sure not sure what to do. They just denote a head head east. Yeah. So Rand and Matt are traveling east from Whitebridge towards Camelin on foot. And traveling has been slow due to empty bellies, cold nights, and the fear of being overrun by Kevin's. Exactly. So um, they're constantly looking behind them. This is this is such a short chapter. <laughs> <laughs> with not much having it's short but has some good parts it has some good parts there isn't really much meat to this chapter if i'm completely honest but um but it's a set up to the next couple chapters. it is really i would have yeah. i would have liked to have doubled this up but i feel like the episode before and after this are kind of too important so you know it would have been a bit weird to have an episode all about perrin and um Egwene in the in the shadows eye or whatever it is um Children of the Shadow, because it's when they get captured by the White Cloaks. The White so yeah, that's yeah, where we, that's we where we left off. So that kind of was a nice Ooh. ending point. And then the next one is in Four Kings, and a lot happens in Four Kings. So yes. kind of feel I feel like we're cheaping you guys out. So uh, enjoy all those tangents we just had. <laughs> yes, enjoy the Swayze cast. <laughs> enjoy Swayze cast. But yeah, they're just having a difficult time. They're they're scared of everything. Like Rand's always looking over his shoulder. He's convinced every now and then that you know. He's, he's convinced every now and then he's seeing Tom walking behind him then it just turns out to be some old, yeah. some old geezer. <laughs> Everybody with a mustache is Tom. Yeah. Kind, of, kind, of, kind of racist by Ray. Patrick Swayze walks past. Uh, Sam Elliott, Patrick Elliot, Swayze, yeah. kind of coming down the road. <laughs> <laughs> doing, do, doing Sam Elliott things and Swayze things. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just like, they're just not having a lot of fun. And... Uh, they keep like trying to do odd jobs for people as well. I'll, I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you take over. I'm kind of just rambling. <laughs> well, no, I mean the boy, and, and, and another thing is the boys are very skittish. Um, every time they hear hoof, like hoof prints coming up behind them, or or multiple voices coming up behind them, they dart off the road into the bushes, into the end, yeah, into the bush. Um, whenever any you know horse comes down the road, they you know they can't be too cautious, right? Because yeah. as far as they know, they just they just got chased out of town, town by Kevin. So, in their minds, anything is possible. Exactly. So you know, they've been trying to get help. Uh, you know, maybe maybe a farmer can you know have them sit in the back of the back of the wagon for a few miles or this that the other thing. But they're extremely skittish. Because we start we know, we actually start off, don't we? With uh, there's like some dust on the horizon, and yeah. they know because it hasn't been raining. Like it's like one of the few times they get an early warning that there's some horses coming yeah. up because it's kicking up a bit of dust. And don't we have the thing here as well where the um, uh, Rand talks about the random act of kindness? He like vaguely remembers when one, one of the farmers... Like, the last time that it happened. Yeah, they, yeah he said it was, they'd had very few acts of kindness since leaving uh, Whitebridge. And this guy gave, like, gave Matt and um, Rand his he son's scarf. Scar- right? yeah, his son's old, yes. old scarves. And he was just like, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I know. Um, and then the other thing is Matt or Rand is noticing Matt more quickly going for his dagger uh-huh. as in like part of them being skittish is, is, is Matt now being on the supreme defensive with regards to protecting his dagger. So, you know, everything, if anything comes to blows, Matt, you know, when we first started, when they first left town, Matt was the, was the bowsman. He had the bow with him. Uh-huh. He still has the bow. But now the dagger is kind of his go-to. <laughs> yeah. If anything were to go Rand down, Rand mentions it's like he's forgotten he's got a bow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a he, he's an Emmons fielder, you know. That, that's his that's his game. Yeah. The bow, the bowsman. And he's like sometimes he doesn't know whether Matt's reaching for the dagger to attack someone or if he's reaching for the dagger to protect the dagger. Exactly. He's already so exactly. Rand's already recognizing the signs in Matt that things are going a little bit strange. Things aren't all all right. Yeah. Also, I got a note here. So while passing random farms. 
Rand starts to get homesick for Emmons Field. Mm -hmm. And I don't, this may be the first time that he recognizes it as, quotation, a voice. But a voice in his head reminds him that they aren't home and they will never go home. And I, I, this might, I mean, this, this isn't the first time that he has inner monologue, but I think this might be the first time that he refers to it as a voice in his head says, yes, X, Y, Z. and definitely from what the voice is saying, um, this is something that I've mentioned on one of, on one of the spoiler casts before. Yep. So we don't yep. want to go into it too much, but definitely that is one of those instances. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to notate that this is, the think, the first time that Rand kind of referred to it as a separate entity. Hmm. Yeah, so. just like the way the way he's thinking of it doesn't quite feel like it's his own thoughts. Or yeah. I'm homesick, but I wasn't really thinking that, so a voice said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so as as they're still making their way, you know, in passing conversation, Rand says, you know, they probably could sell the dagger. Oh, you know. <laughs> Rand, don't go down there, mate. <laughs> he, well, That's not the route you want to be heading down. I think it was the, the hunger and the tiredness and the fatigue, and he just was like, you know, you might as well sell the dagger, you know, and like, Matt just stops. It's like, what? And Rand turns around, he's like, what's wrong? Then they start to get into a kind of a heated argument. Yes, Matt. You know, Matt, fires, Matt fires back, Rand should sell the sword instead. Yeah, you know? Rand's like, Jesus, dude. Didn't like that. <laughs> My dad gave me this sword. Yeah. I wouldn't ask you to sell anything your dad gave me. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, yeah, he's like, we could, you know, get a ride all the way there, eat like kings, sleep like babies, you yeah, know. They're both, they're both but, acting like complete idiots, to be honest with you. I think it's, this is um, a kind of, it, I know because <clears throat> I don't want to spoil things that happen later on, but I think this is more to do with, um, you know, there's gradual things going on in the background, but also at the same time, I think this is just two hungry boys, tired, worn out, pissy. sleeping rough, yeah. being pissy with each other. So, yeah, you know, Matt's comment about selling the sword is out. You know, it's kind of out of order because it is Rand's dad. And also it's one of the few things that they've got to protect themselves with. And you could yeah. argue the same thing about the dagger. But then Matt rightly points out to Rand's like, you know, who am I going to sell this? Who am I going to sell this ruby to? A farmer? He's going to pay us some chickens. This is the passage that I uh, used for a reading with Rob is this exchange. But yeah, that, that line about chickens is kind of funny too. <laughs> Um, there's a line in, there's a line in, uh, Game of Thrones in which they actually barter, like, one of the big, burly, um, fighter dudes, the, the, uh, the, uh, hound, as, he, as he's known with, mm. was bartering, you know, I'll protect your house, you know, I'll do this, I'll help you out, uh, for a few chickens more. <laughs> and that's actually the name of the, uh, Game of Thrones podcast I listened to, but it, it reminded me of that when Matt's like, well, what are you gonna do? You gotta get chickens? What are you gonna do with chickens? I always wondered why they called the podcast A Few Chickens More. <laughs> yeah, it's it's well, Sandor Sandor Clegane, which was is uh, Caleb Schweiss's favorite character in in the whole Game of Thrones universe. That was that was from that one scene when you get this big beefy guy and he's bartering with the farm. I'll help protect your farm yeah, yeah, for a few chickens more. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was just kind of funny to hear him bartering like that in chickens. Yeah, they obviously stole that from this. <laughs> exactly. Hey, more, more, more uh, credence. Um, Hashtag Wheel of Time came first. Just, yeah, let's not let's not go down that route. <laughs> Every anyway. everyone can love everything. You know, exactly. it's, it's not as if and the Wheel of Time doesn't steal a billion things from Lord of the Rings anyway. So. <laughs> no, I mean every year. Know. You know everything, and so, it's not as if Tolkien didn't steal his ideas from lots of mythology. So North, yeah, you know, it, it, it's just one of those things. Everyone, exactly. there's no such thing as an original idea. Why can't we all just get along? <laughs> we all do. 
love, love everything <laughs> for what it's worth. So, you know, one thing that they, the boys started doing was when they would come up to a farm, they'd start to, you know, knock on the door, hey, you know, two able bodies here, we can help out if, you know, give us a hot meal, potentially maybe, you know, you know, a warm place to sleep. So sometimes it goes okay, sometimes it doesn't go okay. You know, they're working all, all day in the yard, you know, bailing hay or doing whatever, you know, farmer duties are needed. And, you know, that may get a hot meal, maybe on occasion, you know, get to sleep in the barn under, under you know, under a roof. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But, but Rand mm, doesn't really of, like it, does he? Because he's, he's wasting daylight hours doing the work. He's, yeah, he's, he says that we stop here and it gets, gets, gets times for more evilness to catch up to us. And as these kind of um, days of working on farms go along, the, the random acts of kindness kind of skitter to a halt and they're, you know, farmers are, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have anywhere for you. Um, you know, just here, 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 here's a loaf of bread. You guys need to go. Yeah, <laughs> and then set the dogs on them. <laughs> oh, and then, or, or don't even begin to just stick the dogs on them. Yeah. I like the one where he was like, sometimes we'll get halfway through a job and they've just set the dogs on us. It's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But then there would be other times where I think they would catch on to Matt's kind of skittishness or Matt, you know. Well, that's it, really. Most of them get creeped out by Matt. <laughs> yeah, Matt Matt starts to mouth off or act a little weird. And like, yeah, you know he's what? so mistrusting of everyone. He's just giving them like the stink exactly. all the time. <laughs> so everyone's like, yeah, the stink eye. That's yeah. actually a good way to yeah, put you it. Yeah, you, you, you kids can bugger off. And um, yeah, you, you guys got to go. And there's a point as well where Matt takes to stealing eggs and stuff, doesn't he, from farms. And oh, Rand, yeah. Rand eventually puts some stop to it because it's just not worth being chased by dogs halfway across the country. Yeah. <laughs> Rather go hungry than, yeah, have the dog, yeah. dog chasing for like a mile down the, yeah. dial down they the road. They chase them for a couple of miles down the road. They climb up a tree to escape and then the dogs just sit at the bottom of the tree for three hours. And it's like wasted time, wasted energy. And you've only got a couple of eggs. And we're still hungry. Yeah, and you're still hungry. <laughs> so that all changes until the, the, the um, boys reach. And I love, I love, I love the name. The Grinwell Farm. The Grinwell Farm. Everybody grins well there. <laughs> so they come to the Grinwell Farm and they are invited with open arms. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the farmer and his wife are like, they're very open, very trusting. You boys can come on in. We have chores for you. We'll, we'll feed you well, yeah. give you a roof. And got, um, everybody greets you with open arms. We've got lots of children. And you can even sleep with the oldest one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> but like I said, my note here says they op- they welcome them with open arms, including the eldest daughter, Elsie. Elsie. Now, Elsie. how well do you remember Elsie? Well, I mean, I just read the chapter. I mean, <laughs> once again, we know these boys like to think they're they're men of the world, but they really have no powers against a forward-thinking woman. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I guess that's one way to put it. Be it men be it the, the Tinker Dancers, and now also Elsie. Mm-hmm. Elsie Grinwell. Yep. So, yeah, Elsie Grinwell is not giving the boys a stink eye, and especially Rand. She's giving him uh, Quite the a, a very special eye. <laughs> and I love the, like, you know, they they introduce Elsie, and they say she's wide-eyed, big grin, you know, kind of uneasy look, you know, feelings emanating from her. And, like, the very next thing that happens, Rand is shirtless, failing hay. <laughs> yep. <It's> like... <laughs> Hmm, this is not a good this is not a good combination. Yeah, Rand, Rand <laughs> is very nervous about the way that um Elsie is um coming on to him basically. <laughs> She's like Go. I think the comment is he goes, I believe this time I'm going to be the reason we're gonna get chased off. <laughs> yeah, <dogs."> not that. 
now, not mad. It'll be me this time. The so after a day of hot. So the reason the reason I bring up Elsie and um, this is this isn't really spoiling anything, but do you remember the fact that she actually appears in the later books? I was trying to recall that. I was trying to recall if it was her, but I'm pretty sure yes, it is her. I vaguely, I think it is her too. Yeah. But I forget exactly where in the timeline that is. Yeah, it's not exactly spoilers. There's kind of like um, there's a there's you know there's so much that happens in the books. But yeah, there's a there's a little bit later on where um, Elsie comes back into it, and um, it's quite it's just like a nice little nod back to the uh, beginning of the series. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like because it's it's literally just like and Elsie Greenwell. <laughs> and I think I think it might be I think Matt or I think Matt actually recognizes her if I remember rightly. He's just like. I remember you. <laughs> She's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> what does she have to hide? <laughs> she was like, man, I was perving all over you guys. <laughs> was it both of them or just Rand? Uh, mostly. Uh, I think he, Robert Jordan describes it as mostly Rand. <laughs> or, okay. or especially Rand. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I think um, in order to distract from... Um, uh, Elsie's uh, advances. Is this is this where he then starts playing the flute? Well, that was after the hard days. You know, we get the scene of them. You know, the shirtless boys bailing hay, and Elsie just kind of hanging out, checking out the scenery. You know, we start. You know, as the reader, you start like, oh god, no, no, no. You know, then it becomes sunset. They have dinner, and I guess to to kind of ch change the subject or just to kind of things moving. The boys decide to hey, I'll bring out the colored balls. Mac can juggle, and I can play. I can play on the flute. And that's always playing with his you balls. know, yeah, that's playing with his balls and <laughs> and, and Rand's stroking the flute. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, the whole family comes in and they, they they get a little show, a little entertainment, and it's jolly merriment had by all. Um, even even the I think I think Jordan even said even the youngest of about two or three was dancing to the beat of the songs and. The, the family's shouting out requests and Rand is, is more than happy to just keep keep playing on into the yep. night to just kind of keep <clears throat> that Elsie at arm's length. A brief bit of training they got on the uh, the uh, the white, uh, what's, what's the boat called? Wind? Spray. Spray. Uh, yeah, that brief, that brief couple of days training they got from uh, Tom on Spray turns out to have been very much worth it. So they've managed to entertain the family and then the dad's like, hey, I'll, up, I'll upgrade your rooms. You can share with my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was the mom. Yeah. Because as the night was going on and they were playing, the mom caught on to Elsie and is like, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. And so the mom is the one who's like, you boys can have Elsie's room. <laughs> you know? And, and Elsie was like, oh, Elsie can sleep with us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, I, and I love it because Rand, the way Jordan worded it, Rand thanked her. And <laughs> thank there was an unspoken thank you underneath that thank you of saying thank you for but, for but on the other keeping Elsie away <laughs> but on the other hand no one crossed their uh, crossed their arms under their breasts <laughs> no. no no but there is a moment of Rand saying god i wish Perrin was here yes i did i didn't notate that Perrin would know what to <laughs> yeah, do Perrin would know what to do so it's another instance of the boys thinking the other boys are always good with women Perrin would Where say Perrin is currently away and don't make eye contact Where, no matter how much yeah well, i think at this point in Perrin's um, timeline. He's probably sitting at the tinker. He's probably sitting at the tinker. Um, the tinker campfires, watching the dances going on, <laughs> getting yes. red in the face, thinking, "God, I think Rand." Saying, I know what Rand. Rand would know what to yeah. do. <laughs> See, I reckon that's how these two yeah. timelines line up. Every time I look away, there's three more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, and then 
so the morning comes. <laughs> Rand has got away with it. He hasn't had to sleep with Elsie. Silly boy. No, nope, Elsie, Elsie was kept at bay by the parents. <clears throat> uh, Moran's performance sparked spectacular interest in Elsie, which is noted by Mistress Grinwell. Yep. Rand is appreciative of Mr. I'm sorry, I'm reading my notes here. The boys then decide, hey, you know, if this is how, if we're actually this talented, maybe we can make our way through as as fledgling gleaming. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. So they they get the they 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 hatch the idea to get to the next town, get to the inn, and offer to play for their supper, as the yep. as the chapter's called. And uh, Mrs. Grimwell gives them both uh, uh, a good a little sack of uh, food, like two days worth mm-hmm. of food, she says, or two meals, uh, and then uh, sends them on their way and says, you know, if you leave uh, leave in the morning, nice and early, and you should be able to get to the next town in time to rock up to the inn. Which is exactly what they do. Away from Elsie. And away from Elsie. <laughs> so yeah, so they get to the next town, they rock up at the inn, uh, and uh, Rand plays them a little tune, and the um, the innkeeper is more than obliged to let them get on with it. Yeah, and they found that not only can they get room and board, but even a little extra coin in their purse. Exactly. And then also, because um, strangers are, ex- are expected at inns, and strangers always give each other the stink eye, no one really pays much attention to Matt, giving them the, <laughs> giving them the death eye while he's there. <laughs> Everything seems to be going up and up for these boys. Everything, they, they, they found a way to make, to make their way. They're going to have... Yeah, well, they've gone from sleeping, the- sleeping rough under bushes to... Um, so yeah, sort of just slowly getting better and better, and actually having room and board and food and a bit of money. Then the last line or last paragraph says, "Until they reach four kings." <laughs> but then they came to four kings. Oh yeah, which is our next chapter. Which is the next Again, chapter. like I said, not much, not much to this chapter. It's more just it's like, like I said, it's a setup. It's a set for the next couple. Yeah, of but the next chapter is a is a big one. What happens in Four Kings is uh, mon- monumentous to the rest of the book. As I mentioned to Rich, I think these chapters, you know, 30, 31, 32, 33, is kind of the sweet spot of this book because it's it's one to the other to the other to the other, and you know, I'll go into some of the some of the emotions I have reading the next couple chapters. But this was this is the part of the first book, and I remember when I first read it, I just it was like, oh my god, I gotta keep going, gotta keep going, gotta keep going. Yeah, man, I've I pretty much had that up until the fifth book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. And then he's like, I've invested too much time on this. Specific chapters is like it's like, you know, <laughs> gotta read the, what next? What gotta next? read the next what one. Next? Gotta read the next one. It's like, oh, I shifted perspective. Yeah. Gotta read the next one. Gotta read the next one. Yeah, I know. What are they doing now? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and we're we're also well over halfway into book one now. Oh, we are well over. Here. I think it was 54 50, chapters? Uh, yeah, 50, yeah, 53 and maybe an, an epilogue. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry about those lives. And we're at chapter, what, 31 now? So, yeah, we're... 31. 31, my old man. <laughs> cool. Okay, then. Uh, so, yeah, let's go into our next section, the old readings with Bill. <laughs> that threw you off. <laughs> no, readings with Rob. And now. <laughs> and now. The Taveren present to you readings with Rob. Chapter 31. Play for your supper. One afternoon, Rand mentioned the dagger with the ruby in its hilt. While they were trudging down the road with bellies too empty to rumble and the sun too low and weak, and nothing in view for the coming night but more bushes. Dark clouds built up overhead for rain during the night. He hoped they were lucky. Maybe no more than an icy drizzle. He went on a few steps before he realized Matt had stopped. He stopped too. 
wriggling his toes in his boots, at least his feet were warm. He eased the straps across his shoulders. His blanket roll and Tom's bundled cloak were not heavy, but even a few pounds weighed heavy after miles on an empty stomach. What's the matter, Matt? He asked. Why are you so anxious to sell it? Matt demanded angrily. I found it, after all. You ever think I might want to keep it? For a while, anyway? If you want to sell something, sell that bloody sword. Rand rubbed his hand along the heron-marked hilt. My father gave me this sword. It was his. I wouldn't ask you to sell something that your father gave you. Blood and ashes, Matt. Do you like going hungry? Anyway, even if I could find someone to buy it, how much would a sword bring? What would a farmer want with a sword? That ruby would fetch enough to take us all the way to Camelin in a carriage. Maybe all the way to Tarvalon. And we'd eat every meal in an inn and sleep every night in a bed. Maybe you like the idea of walking halfway across the world sleeping on the ground. He glared at Matt, and his friend glared back. They stood like that in the middle of the road until Matt suddenly gave an uncomfortable shrug and dropped his eyes to the road. Who would I sell it to, Rand? A farmer would have to pay in chickens. We couldn't buy a carriage with chickens. And if I ever showed it in any village we've been through, they'd probably think we stole it. The light knows what would happen then. After a minute, Rand nodded reluctantly. Eh, you're right. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to snap at you. It's only that I'm hungry and my feet hurt. Mine too. They started down the road again, walking even more warily than before. The wind gusted up, blowing dust in their faces. <sighs> Mine too. Matt coughed. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at Pod with your request. Cool, there you go. There's Matt playing with his dagger some more. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to get your opinion too, because I told Rich this last episode, uh, I picked this passage that included uh, Geofran Bornhold. Yep. And I think I may have accidentally created Jamaican Geofran. What do you mean accidentally? That was the most, that I, was more Jamaican than Jamaican land. <laughs> it was. I swear. Jamaican I land is only know. Jamaican at 1.25 speed. Well, I tried. <laughs> uh, I, I was, I wanted to take the passage with Geoframe, but I wasn't expecting to do a voice for him, like going up to that chapter. Mm. So I'm thinking, well, who am I going to, because Dane will get more lines potentially, no spoilers, but Dane might get some more lines going forward. I can't have the dad be one nationality and the sun be a different one. So I'm trying to think ahead because <laughs> I was going to give White Cloaks a French accent, but I gave the French accent to Bayar. Uh, so I'm like, all right, let me try this. I tried Old Russian. <laughs> you, should, and, you should have well, possibly gone for Spanish. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm, so hear me out here. Um, go for it. Well, actually, probably Old English would have been better. Uh, I'm just trying to think because I'm trying to think whether... The white I, want, cloaks. I don't want to give away other characters that I was thinking. Well, because the white that white cloaks in description are kind of like the Knights Templar, but in their attitude and the way they're run, they're a lot more like the Spanish Inquisition. So I think you you, yeah. think you could have sort of gone either way there, but no, nope, now they're Jamaican. <laughs> well, just 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 Geofran. Like I said, I I didn't want to make all of the children one way. 
because then when we have discussions between multiple children, they have to be different. Right? Well, the children do are all, do also recruit from all over Randland. So. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that's fair enough. Exactly. Alrighty, mate. So nice short next... short episode this week. Yes. But yeah, next week. What is... Next week's next a chunker. Week. Four Kings are in Shadow. Four Kings in yep. Shadow. So yeah, guys, you need to read that one. It's a uh, it's a more chunky one than this, than certainly this chapter. <laughs> chunky. And, we, and, and and chunky is a good word, especially at the end of this chapter. Yeah, we've got some good stuff going on. Uh, I'm, Lots of chunky. I'm very excited for next week's episode. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, yeah. Other than that, I've I'm desperate to get some lunch. <laughs> I am Hank Marvin. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go bail hay. Uh, the farmer's daughter's calling. <laughs> That's right. I bought my bass guitar with me. <laughs> because <laughs> there's nothing better than hearing someone play bass on its own with no other instruments <laughs> do you know any other songs no bass solo <laughs> hey, if I could play solo like the guy from Metallica, I'd be very happy. Uh, hey. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, anyway, that's that's, that's Kirk, me. Kirk Hammett, right? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, Kirk Hammett. He's the guitarist. Robert DeHedro. Oh, he plays a guitar. Robert DeHedro. <laughs> he's right. the one who he's the one who's sort of like it's really far down. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> enough of that stuff. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, I'm gonna play. For you can you guys you guys can reach out to us anyway. Um, Bill, you're Twitter handle is what? Matunica? Yeah, at Matunica, M E T U N A I C A. Nice and confusing. Rich is Hailblue169. No, there's an extra digit in there. Uh, I have it written. <laughs> <laughs> links. Uh, links. Once again, we're going to have some random person getting all these all these mail tweets. Links in the description below, people. Yes, links in the yeah, description. Come join us on what? Discord. Hailblue1569. Yes. Come join us on Discord. And and everywhere else. Give us rank reviews on iTunes, please. Please, please, please. That really helps the show. And uh, yeah, and maybe on Reddit as well. Let's, let's get some stuff from Reddit. <laughs> let's Sorry. get the Reddit love. Let's do, let's do Facebook, yeah. Instagram. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm too hungry, man. <laughs> I'm too hungry. And this I think, farm I think Mr. Springwell may have something for you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a loaf of bread or something. Nope. Fresh daughter. <laughs> All, right. oh, all the way at the end and then we get the explicit reading uh, thank you uh, I will see you all next week <laughs> after, Take care, after guys. I try to see how the world works <laughs> bye bye now that our heroic trio have left the familiar confines of the two rivers they find themselves being chased by all sorts of denizens of the dark one our party has been scattered and the boys separated from Marvrain and Lan let us hope that luck or some other force can keep them safe. Uh, Bill? Bill? Billiam! Put that dagger down! You have no idea where in creation that's been. No, no, Rich. I don't have an extra cloak with me. Maybe if you didn't ride your horse straight into the Aranel, you wouldn't have this problem, hmm? For crying out loud, Robert! I know that girl from Berlon said weird things to you, but you shouldn't let it get under your skin so much. What are you, Eleven? You all remind me of a younger version of myself. Why, back in Watch Hill, I would...
Hello friends, this is Troidal Power, host of the Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. And I'm inviting you to listen to Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. You can find it and a lot of other weird shows at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at probablywork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called probablywork.com.